Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. As we saw, and as you can verify when you look up into the sky tonight, there's objects out there and there's space. That's basically what the world consists of. And the two dimensions are within you. And humans have become lost in one. So we are here to realize that dimension. It cannot be realized in the future. It cannot be made into an object of a search because it's here now. The moment you're looking for it, you create a future. Now, what is future? It's a thought form. Apart from that, there is no future except as a thought form. It cannot come except as now. So it's now the arising of space consciousness or the realization of space consciousness is here now. For example, it happens when you acknowledge only the words that you hear. Acknowledge simply means pay attention, notice. Just as noticing here, there are two dimensions just the same as when you look up into the sky at night. You will find there are two dimensions. There are the words here, and there's a silent space or stillness in which the words happen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was our wonderful brother and sweet friend, Eckhart Tolle. And if you haven't had a chance to review his latest book called United Earth, it's incredible. We have really enjoyed hearing the content in it because he takes us deep into the power of thought and how our thoughts actually determine the way that we feel. And even though a lot of us do know that already, we still get stuck. There's something very powerful or prevailing in our past narrative that the soul or the consciousness in the soul is somehow pretty much attached to that story. And even though whatever is happening in the now, it's not strong enough to make us forget what happened in the past. And I think that's why we're all seeking happiness on various levels. I hope that the show in the last six years has been keeping your joy amplified to at least 75%. Let the rest really be there so we can still enjoy being in our bodies. And I feel like, you know, happiness is something that we're actually born with. But somehow it starts to, I don't know, it fluctuates. It goes up, it goes down, it dissipates. It's like mercury. You know, if you're feeling good, temperature is absolutely correct. If you're not feeling so good, it either gets too high or it gets too low. 
And I think many of us are actually just seeking a kind of happiness that's just consistent, sort of stable. I hope you are, because I know that for me, happiness is sort of an energy that I know is just there. I don't have to make effort for it. But if I have performed certain actions or choices with intentions that were mixed, I find that my happiness does dissipate, at least for that moment. It goes somewhere else. I don't know where it goes. (laughs) I think it gets submerged somewhere deep inside of the soul. And then I have to do that effort of trying to remember what my happiness was like. And I trust that I think that's kind of what we're all going through in our own ways. I think so. I think we're doing it in our own way. Today we have a wonderful guest, a friend, a brother in our spiritual community, but someone who has come to visit us in Washington, D.C. for the very first time. And I've invited him on air to talk to us about the power of happiness and happiness by choice or by chance. Our guest today is Yogesh Sharda from Istanbul, Turkey, and Yogesh has been a personal development trainer and workshop facilitator for over 20 years. He's been presenting hundreds and hundreds of seminars, workshops, and courses for businesses, hospitals, universities, youth organizations, community groups throughout all of Europe, the UK, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and all over the globe. It's been interesting because his work has taken him all around the world, and one of the things that I've observed with Yogesh is that he continues to maintain his balance, a kind of an equilibrium in the way that he shows up in the world. Now, he's really keen in being a bridge builder. He really wants to see cultures be bridged, generations and belief systems somehow work together. So he promotes and participates in organizing and running of conferences and events to deliver the message of spirituality as the basis of the evolution of humanity. Today, it's my humble fortune to welcome my wonderful brother, Yogesh Sharda, to the air. Hi, Yogesh. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Morning. Thanks for having me. See, I thought you were going to come on and start jumping with joy. You're just so cool. <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, be with everyone. You're who we call in American Washington D.C. a brother with swag. It's sort of like what Barack Obama had when he walked into the room. He just glided in a room, you know, and people were like, "Man, that brother has got some swag." That's you. All right. So thanks for joining us. There are so many things going on in the world today, Yogesh. It's unfortunate, but it's what it is. There is a lot of sadness, even though we're at a point in our lives where resources are the greatest it's been, economy is at the highest it's been. There's still a lot of us who don't seem to snap out of the feeling of depression or anxiety. I Mm. want us to talk about happiness. You know, what is it? Is it really that important for us, happiness? And why do you think people aren't happy nowadays? Yeah, I think happiness is our most basic nature. I think most of us are driven by the need to feel, to experience happiness. Wherever I've gone around the world, I've found mostly people have very similar needs, peace of mind, happiness in their heart, love and respect in the relationship. Uh, and also most of the advertising we see around us, whether it's on the TV or the billboard, it's about being happy. Happy images, happy faces, so consciously and also subconsciously. I think we're all striving to experience that because I believe it's the most basic nature of the soul is to experience happiness. And uh, today, for a variety of reasons, we seem to have drifted away from that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two main things, really, and these two things also I think we can all work on to regain that happiness. And what are they? One is our level of inner power. And I believe that when our inner power is high, when we're feeling spiritually strong, then our happiness is in our 
own hands. It's rather like with our bodies that when the immune system is low, you know, we pick up all kinds of illnesses. Uh, in the same way, I think we could say that soul has a kind of immune system. And when it's low, then we get affected by situations, by people, by comments, which then influences our level of happiness. So one thing I think is to build up our sense of inner power to be able to maintain a good level of personal happiness. And the second thing I would say is to do with our life view, how we see life, what life means to me, in which context I see life. And that then affects how I would receive, for example, criticism, how I handle praise, how I deal with failure. And for this, I would say it's very healthy to see life as a school and to see everything as a learning, not just a learning, but a growing opportunity as well. And the second thing I find very handy, very useful is to see life as a theater. And it helps to place things in context that in the theater of life, sometimes something is in front of you, which seems to be, let's say, a bad or a negative scene, but it opens out into something more than I had previously expected. To these two things, inner power and life view, I think go a long way to influencing our level of personal yeah. happiness. Can I um, ask you about the first one? Because inner power seems to be what we need the most. And there are times in which you want to do something and you know it's the right thing to do, Yogesh, but you just don't seem to have that inner fuel to get it done or to move your system. Mm. So. Any steps that you can help our listeners to galvanize their inner power and to be able to strengthen that faculty? Yeah. I mean, firstly, um, I think our inner power will be less because we are wasting it due to unnecessary thinking. I believe the worst habit we have is overthinking. And due to that, we are throwing away this precious, precious fuel of thought power. And the result of that is then our levels of willpower, patience, tolerance, understanding, all these reduced. So in order to regain that inner power, uh, we have to learn to respect the mind and take better care of it. And I think, for example, of whenever you buy any kind of machine, whether it's a cell phone or a car or a fridge, but along with that, you receive also a user manual, which tells you how to look after it and how to use it properly. And so the question is, where is the user manual for the mind? And we tend to go, to go through life misusing the mind and overusing it, misusing it. For me, what helps is to start the day in the correct way. And that means to start off firstly by engaging with my own self before engaging with life. And that means spending a few moments in meditation, dwelling in the thought, I am peace. I am a peaceful soul. I am a peaceful being. Meditate on that. Experience that. It's like recharging your soul battery and also then connecting with the higher power, with the supreme energy and experiencing that very personal and private connection with the divine source. That sets you up for the day. And then secondly, during the day, trying to stop for two or three minutes, let's say three, four times a day if you can. And we call that as traffic control for the mind, where you just recharge your soul battery. And especially during the day, when things go wrong in the office or somebody cuts you up in the road, a little recharge once again rebalance yourself and a third thing I would say is at the end of the day knowing how to finish the day now I find that uh, in most big cities you know, we've forgotten how to wake up and how to go to sleep yeah very true 
you know, think of how you may close your computer at night. You need to go through some stages. You know, you sign off, you log off, you switch off. In the same way, it's important at the end of the day to just uh, remove from the mind thoughts of the day. And what I find is useful to think that whatever happened today, something good, something bad, something indifferent, I did something amazing or I made a silly mistake, but all of that was today's theater. And for today, the curtain is closed. And multiply everything by zero. Empty the mind of the thoughts of the day. Allow the mind to be light and then go to sleep. Mm. So I think these simple practices, if we're able to experiment with them, it helps us to keep our level of inner power high. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So our morning wake, the practice in the Brahma Kumaris community called traffic control, which I love and, I, and we do it all the time. And also to be able to, how to lock yourself down at the end of the day, how to be able to perhaps turn in with a kind of a reverence, would you say, a sort of an appreciation of whatever you've done for the day, it was what it was meant to be and that it was going to be okay and to sort of mm-hmm. check off what went well, what you could have done better, something like that at the end of the day, right? I think so. Also, you know, to make a little note of what I learned, mm-hmm. that uh, how did I grow through today? How did I evolve? And what can I carry with me into tomorrow as a more evolved me? And in that sense, making everything meaningful and useful for myself. Lovely. You're beautiful. Well, as we talk about happiness, I think a lot of people are looking to find things that they hold in common with one another. It gives them a kind of a strength. And sometimes you're around very happy people, and it can be contagious. (laughs) And sometimes you're around people that are struggling with their stuff, and that could be contagious. But isn't happiness stronger than even when people are going through their depression? Or would you say they're almost, you know, the same to some extent? Because... I've seen happy people impact people who are not happy, but I've seen very happy people also be impacted by people who are not very happy. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that mystery? Yeah, well, I think um, one has to look at the quality of happiness. And one of the things that I think is true is that most of what we call as happiness today is simply having a good time. And that's what we may call a circumstantial. I'm happy because something is going well in my life or my job is going well or people are behaving as I want them to behave. And so that kind of happiness we may also describe as emotional happiness. And I think that's the happiness which doesn't have strength in it. And when a person has just that kind of happiness, then we get easily influenced by, as you say, unhappy people or unhappy situations. But the kind of happiness which I think we are more interested in is spiritual happiness or the happiness which we may describe as a feeling. And that happiness is not based upon people, situations, or events, but that happiness belongs to me. It's in my own hands. And there, it's not that I am being happy because of something, but I'm emerging that quality of happiness from inside the soul. And when we have that kind of happiness, I believe we're able to maintain it even when we pass through adversity, dealing with difficult people, failure, criticism, and so on. And it's almost like, you know, one needs to make this contract with the self to remind myself Mm. that my peace of mind and my happiness is my personal property, non-negotiable. And if I'm living in that awareness, then I believe that uh, our happiness is not influenced by uh, circumstances where there may be unhappiness around me. 
but rather I would be able to share that happiness with others and help to lift them out of their unhappiness. Yes. Yes, that's beautiful. Would it be safe for me to say you're a very happy camper right now? Yeah, I think so, and I'm hoping it's not just right now, but (laughs) (laughs) I do like to be happy, and I like to try and create smiles on those who are around me. So yes, I think it's safe to say that. (laughs) Now, from observing you, you seem to have a very deep relationship with the divine, with the source above. Is that something that you sense you were born with very deeply, or is it something that you came into as you were growing up? I think since I was a child, maybe I was around eight or nine years old when I started attending our uh, Brahma Kumari Spiritual Center, a small center in the east of London. So since then, the relationship with God has been there, and it's developed, it's matured over time. Of course, in those early years, I didn't have much of an understanding of what I call the divine or God. But yeah, over time it developed. And I think the relationship of having the divine as a friend, as a companion, as a guide, has been a great help for me in my life. And being able to have that friendly conversation or friendly dialogue with the divine, that's become a very very natural part of my life. Especially when you face situations you haven't dealt with before, or you think there is something which you're not sure you're able to do. And I found that maintaining courage in taking one step forward has brought a huge amount of help from the divine. And this has, I think, made my relationship more real, meaningful, and also enjoyable. I appreciate that very much. As we come to a close to our conversation, you're from Turkey. You've traveled around the world. You're in the nation's capital. There is a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. There is a struggle for happiness to increase. Are you optimistic about the future? And if so, what are some more final tips you'd like to share with us to add towards your optimism? Because I feel that if you listen to the news, you could just lose it. But if you listen to your heart, you could be inspired by it and say, I'm not going to feed that energy that I see, you know, in the world. Right. Yes, certainly, you know, we are passing through particularly dark times at the moment. You mentioned here, but also in so many parts of the world, there is a a darkness and there's a kind of despair. However, I believe what's important for us and the message for us, the call of time for us, is to bring soul care to the very top of my agenda to the top of my priority list. And I think that uh, if we do that, then we're addressing the most important part of our life, which is developing ourselves or rather emerging our divinity. And if I do that in my own life, and I experience greater peace of mind in my own life, I believe we see the results of that practically in our relationships with our families, with our work colleagues. So even before thinking of the world on a kind of grand scale, first of all, in my own personal world, in my own little world, my relationships and my circumstances, let me radiate peace, goodwill, security, kindness, happiness there, and see the proof of how it is that when I choose to live with peace, live with happiness, it radiates out into my world. I think if each person does that, then we create a safe environment to move ourselves forward as a human family. I appreciate that. It's quite practical as well. Uh, Yogesh, could you close our conversation with a beautiful meditation? And it's from all of us from our hearts. You're always welcome to the nation's capital, and we hope to have you back really soon again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. Okay. 
so let me share this little meditation just to finish. So firstly, let me just draw my attention in towards myself. And let me start by asking myself the question, who am I? Who am I behind the roles I play every day? Who am I behind the labels I carry? Who am I behind the masks that I wear? I know that I am more than these masks, these labels, these roles and responsibilities. I know I am more even than just this amazing physical body of flesh and bone. This body is a vehicle. This body is my costume. But let me bring my attention up toward my face. Let me bring my attention to the center of my forehead. And here I picture a beautiful star of peaceful energy. Just visualize this wonderful star of peaceful light in the center of the forehead. And from this star, waves of peaceful energy radiate throughout my body, sending peace, sending healing energy throughout the body. This beautiful star of peaceful light in the center of the forehead, this is me. This is I, the eternal soul. I am light. I am eternal. I can never die. I am peace. I am silent. And this peace has always been inside me. And now I choose to re-emerge this peace once again. And all I have to do is just to be aware I am a peaceful soul. I am light. I am eternal. I am free. Just be with this feeling and carry this feeling with you throughout the day in everything you do. Okay? Thank you. That was beautiful. Yoga Sharda, thank you so much and all the very best. Om Shanti. Thank you. Om Shanti. Mm-hmm. Thank Take you. care. So that was Yoga Sharda, personal development training. That was Yogesh Sharder from Istanbul, Turkey, and he just offered to us a beautiful closing meditation. I hope you enjoyed our chit-chat and conversation on happiness. And if you'd like some more information on Yogesh Sharder, just visit him at the Brahma Kumaris in Turkey. I think you'll be able to get a hold of him there. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same, so let's do it. Here is Sunrise by Bliss. Take care, everyone.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.